It's so silly. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Weed Wild and Woke podcast. My name is Nina. I have Glenn, aka Toasty, aka Toasty Animal, in the house. <laughs> Hi, I thought you were gonna keep going with that. I was, but then I was like, let me just stop myself before I go <laughs> too far. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone had a good week. Um, it's been a crazy one on this end. I will I'll share today first how my week went. Give you a second to get your crayons out. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good this week. I had therapy right before this podcast was recorded. So I feel pretty good right now. I'm not crying. So that's a good thing. And we're working through some stuff. You know, we're still working through some mommy issues. We're still working through some perfection issues. I'm still trying to figure out my life. Being at home, not working as much, trying to organize my time, which you would think would be pretty easy, but it's actually pretty difficult. Not that I haven't done it before in the past, but it's just, it's really difficult now to like stick to a schedule and get things done. And when you have unlimited time, you think you're going to get everything done and then life happens and all this stuff. So I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm trying not to be so much of a perfectionist which my therapist is now realizing that I have control issues and I need things to be controlled in all aspects of my life and they are not. So I need to accept that I cannot and will never be perfect, which sounds like easy, right? It sounds easy to most people, but when you're in it, it's very difficult. So it's been a hell of a roller coaster. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode on, you know, some of the stuff I've learned in the future, but I'm just trying to make it to the next day. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I don't really have much to share, though, to be honest with you. You've been sick. Uh, That's yeah, not I guess, fun. Yeah, I guess I've been sick for like a week, week and a half. That's not fun, but. I am convinced that you have COVID, but I could be wrong. But mm-hmm. I swear I you mean, might I have could... caught it. I mean, I could have COVID, but I've caught it like five or six times now. So maybe my body now just realized that it's just like not that bad for me. Yeah, so I, I feel like you got sick. like a less severe strain and it's like giving you the that annoying cough and that like annoying feeling without any of the other symptoms. Like, I don't think you lost your taste buds, obviously, or anything, but you've been sniffly. You've been coughing. I feel bad. Yeah, I have a little bit of everything, but no, I haven't got a fever. I haven't like been bedridden or anything. I'm still good. That's true. You haven't gotten a fever. That's the good part. Maybe it's just seasonal too, like allergies. It's been windy. Yeah, allergies, maybe just a little cold from being out in the cold. I don't know. Who knows? You had some extra days off this week. That was nice for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. How was your holiday? It was good. We just went to Golden Corral, got some food, some noms. I ate like four or five plates, you know, the usual. It's the simple things in life. Yeah, we don't cook at home. But but uh, once once I move out, I'm going to be doing Thanksgiving. I want to do Thanksgiving, but I don't want to phrase it as like Thanksgiving, like the holiday. I just want it to be like a day of giving thanks, you know. Not like celebrating Thanksgiving and all the bad things that it entails, but just like having a dinner to be grateful and invite people that I love to just be grateful for their presence in my life. So like a Friendsgiving? 
Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Sounds but with, like, like, all the family that I actually care about. Oh. And I, don't well, know I hope everyone cook. got their turkey, Phil. Well, now you can learn. I can learn how to do a turkey. Yeah, I... Oh, my God. We got a mac and cheese recipe from HelloFresh that has, like, jalapenos in it and breadcrumbs. Oh, my God. It was so good that I'm literally going to make it for Thanksgiving next year. It was so... It was, like, the best mac and cheese of... Okay, maybe not the best I've ever had. I'll say top five best mac and cheeses I've ever had. Well, maybe you can make it for Christmas. (gasps) I could. I could. I could make mac and cheese. We make mashed potatoes from scratch now. I've got that down pat. I know how to make bomb mashed potatoes from scratch. There's that. Gravy. We just need to learn how to make a turkey and, like, veggies and sides. Wait, what about the ham? I don't eat ham, really. What about the ham? You can make a ham. No one is stopping you from making I, a ham. I will make a ham and a turkey. I do not like ham. I do not like sweet potatoes with marshmallows. I don't like most Thanksgiving dishes. I just like the stuffing, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, turkey. So do you not like the ham because there's pineapples on it normally? That's not even the reason. I just don't like ham because it's a texture issue. And I don't like chewy meats. And ham tends to be very fatty. Now, what's funny is every ham that I've ever eaten tastes like... No, it has the same texture as Spam. What? Yeah, like it's always like chewy, but like crispy. But Maybe I've just been eating the wrong hams. But the hams I've had have always been very fatty. They're like the big blocks, right, of ham. I mean, it just depends what, like, you guys buy. Well, the ones that I've tried have always been big blocks of ham that were very fatty. Maybe not, like, as thoroughly cooked as I would have liked. And it's weird. They're normally, like, pre-cooked, too. And you're and just I used to hate up. turkey because it was dry AF. But ever since we started deep frying our turkeys, it's, a, like, a life changer Turkeys are always juicy and like, oh my gosh, when you deep fry fry a turkey, it's so good. Anyways, I haven't eaten dinner, so. (laughs) I don't want to think about food anymore because I'm hungry. (laughs) Oh no. So I hope everyone had a good holiday. Hope everyone's preparing for Christmas. Buying your Christmas presents early because I'm looking at the shipping delivery dates and even amazon is like a month behind right now so if you haven't bought your christmas presents i suggest you go and get them because it is going to be crazy out here and Talking about um, dinner and menus that brings us wow. back around to our topic today who is our segue king <laughs> he's gonna be the king of segways now i love it speaking <laughs> of a menu Today we're going to be talking about a dopa menu. (laughs) (laughs) So did you end up ever watching? You watched the video I sent you, right? Yes, I watched it. Are you painting your face right now? No. I'm coloring it. Oh, my God. I gave. I gave Glenn. uh, What do they call crayons to do his dopa menu? And I'm currently watching him draw a line from his. (laughs) <laughs> widow's peak down to his nose with red crayon so you know what one day we're gonna have videos and we're gonna upload these to youtube and then you get to see the crazy shit that i get to witness 
while I'm on a phone call with this ADHDer. Which is actually funny. <laughs> I fucking hate it here. <laughs> so uh, I sent over a YouTube video. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It is all over TikTok and Instagram. Obviously, my algorithm is tailored to all things mental health and I love all that stuff. So I keep seeing a video about how to make a dopa menu. So I started doing some research and the video that I found um, gave credit to a YouTube page called How to ADHD. They have 1.6 million subs. And the title of the video, if you would like to go watch it yourself, is How to Give Your Brain the Stimulation It Needs. So the video is not even titled Dopa Menu, but you can obviously look it up and find them. But as far as I know, this is the original video that was posted about a dopa menu. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. I didn't do like that much of a deep dive. But as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first video on how to make a dopa menu. Uh, the host of this YouTube channel, her name is Jessica McCabe. I, I don't know if I'm saying it right or wrong. Jessica McCabe. And she talks about social media and how we tend to scroll endlessly seeking the stimulation that our brain needs, right? And now that I've been home a lot, I've noticed that I do this a lot. I scroll. I wake up. I scroll for maybe hours on end until I actually get up. I get my day started. And then even throughout my day, I'm scrolling anytime that I have downtime if I'm just waiting or whatever, and I find it to be very toxic. Like, I never wanted to be that person who was always on their phone scrolling every second that they get. So when I saw this video, I was like, damn, I've been doing that a lot. Like, I should probably check myself on how much social media I'm using. Because I used to use the app on your iPhone that tracks your phone, your uh, screen time. Yeah. And I used to try to keep it below, like, a certain number. And that's how I would track my social media. I don't do that anymore. So maybe I could try something different. Do you feel like you scroll a lot or is it just me? I don't scroll that much, but I do scroll a lot whenever I have downtime, especially at work. If I'm at work, I'm always scrolling like between like points of nothing to do. Well, that's hard because you're at work, so it's not like there's much you could do about that. So I feel like that's understandable, but. At home, for me, it's it's a huge issue. Uh, so she talks about how we're always looking for dopamine fixes, right? And social media is like the quick fix for that, or so we think. We think that, you know, whatever. In my brain, I'll use myself as an example. When I'm scrolling, I'm telling myself, like, oh, I'm just looking for mental health stuff. I'm looking for new podcast topics. For me, I tell myself that I'm doing research. But at the end of the day, like, how much research am I actually doing? I'm usually consuming <laughs> some pretty stupid content and kind of wasting my time. So she has a conversation with Eric Tibbers. Eric Tibbers has his own YouTube account. You can look him up. Um, he His whole YouTube account is about ADHD. And he gives the example of filling a bucket with a hole with social media. So basically what social media does for him as someone with ADHD is it's like filling up a bucket with water that has a hole in it. So it's like, yeah, is is it filling his bucket? Yeah, but it's also most Oof. of it's just leaking out, right? Nothing's really sticking in your brain. Like when I'm done, when you're done scrolling, can you remember the last 10 posts that you looked at before you turned your phone off? Probably not. 
Exactly. <laughs> so that's a sign that you are mindlessly scrolling. If you can't recall the last 10 posts that you looked at, you're you're mindlessly scrolling at that point. And that's kind of a good like way to kind of measure if you're scrolling thoughtfully or mindlessly. So over time, doing that can wear out your pleasure centers. So just the way that he doesn't give this example, but the way I pictured it was like an addict, right? At first, you you do a drug and it's activating those pleasure centers and damn, it feels good, right? You need just a little bit to get you stimulated and it's just enough. Once you get addicted and you start doing that over and over and over and over again, you start to wear out those pleasure centers. Now it takes less or it takes more and more of that same thing to activate those pleasure centers to make you happy. So now you're the way I see it is is I just correlate it to addiction because I think social media is kind of an addiction, but there is a reason behind it. So we're wearing out these dopamine centers. It's the same like when you're trying to make good food choices when you're hungry. When you go to the grocery store and you're hungry and you want to make healthy food choices, but you're starving, so you grab all the things that you don't need. It's the same concept with social media. It's hard to make good dopamine choices when you're low on dopamine. It's a fact. And it's much more so with people with ADHD. This video is geared towards people with ADHD. I think it's good for anyone who is neurodivergent I think it can be helpful for anybody because it's inviting things that you enjoy doing back into your life. So if you're like a mom, you know, a new mom or even not a new mom and you have kids and you're trying to do things for yourself again and, you know, you're you're losing your identity. I feel like if you're losing your identity, you're not making time for the things that you used to love doing. This is a good exercise for you. Oh, yeah. And if you want to make the dopamine menu with us as we go along, please grab a piece of paper and a pen, which I, we already have. Um, Glenn found a worksheet online that actually has the whole dopamine menu layout. So you can just print it out um, and, and go along with us as we kind of start to fill it in. We're, we're going to do a group activity because the things that you can put into the menu can vary from person to person. So I think it would be interesting to have different things that people can do. So if you don't know what dopamine is, dopamine is often referred to as a pleasure chemical, but it, it's not only for that. It helps the brain connect the reward of doing an activity with the pleasure that we feel. So the activity itself, not it's not just your pleasure centers. It's actually making a connection between the activity, the reward, and how you feel afterwards. So it helps with cognitive regulation, movement, pain processing, and even sleep. So if you're messing with your dopamine levels, it's going to affect how you process pain, how you sleep, how you Wait, move. I, I did not know that one. The pain one? Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? So if you're not getting know. a dopamine, you're not feeling as much pain or yeah Cause, maybe cause if you're lower on dopamine if you're lower on dopamine then you're gonna have less feel good uh chemicals left so if you're in pain you're gonna feel that pain more intensely that makes a little bit of sense because i have like i said i have a very high tolerance of pain so a lot of the things that normally would hurt somebody don't really hurt that much Mm -hmm. And if a lot of the time my dopamine's pretty low because I'm not doing, like you said, things that make my brain go, wee. 
That's why actually my next note has to specifically do with dopamine levels in people with ADHD specifically. So that's for for neurotypical people, right? The explanation of dopamine. The actual way that dopamine affects people with ADHD is that people with ADHD typically have lower baseline levels of dopamine to begin with out of the gate. They've had that they have found this when they've studied the brain that people with ADHD naturally have a lower baseline level of dopamine. The dopamine doesn't always make it to the receptors on time and the reward system doesn't activate in anticipation of a future reward like neurotypical brains. So neurotypical brains which I don't think I have ADHD. I've never been diagnosed, so I'm going to say I don't have ADHD. I can go to school, and the thought of a reward of graduating in two years is enough for me as a non-ADHD person to want to go to school to achieve that reward, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen in ADHD people. They are instant (laughs) gratification. they They cannot perceive the reward that's two years away. In their brain, graduating after going to school for two years is not a reward, whereas for a neurotypical person, it is. So your brain already operates completely differently. That means you're more susceptible to immediate forms of dopamine. You are more susceptible. That's why it's typically treated with stimulant medication to increase those levels of dopamine naturally so that you can begin to process things like that. So I, I remember one time we were talking and you were like, is that why they use like stimulants for ADHD people? That's why, because it raises your dopamine levels and that way you need less to feel fulfilled. So then you can actually start to appreciate like the reward system when you're on medications. So it's it's good <laughs> to know, but it, it does explain good. a lot about why you're impulsive and it's actually like a physical like a reason in your brain why you think that way so there's Which, nothing wrong with you no i mean that makes sense though because i do not like the long reward waiting game like i can't sit there and buy something and have it come three months later because it's not enough i have to have it the next day like i will pay the extra 50 dollars to just drive somewhere and pick it up which makes a lot of sense because yeah which the example I can think of is you were looking for a mouse pad. And uh-huh. the, the one that you really wanted, the uh-huh. mouse pad that you actually wanted, wouldn't get here until January. So you bought the one that you didn't actually want as much because it would get here tomorrow. Correct. That explains why. <laughs> but so they both do the same proof. thing. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but I mean, at the well, fuck, fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got I did you get all it figured out. Sorry. <laughs> I got I did get it the next day and I did feel happy and it's <laughs> it's amazing right now. Do I wish right? I had the other one? Yeah. <laughs> Can I wait that long? No. 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 So it's interesting. Not not everyone who has ADHD needs to be on medication, but because of the nature of ADHD, I feel like medication could be very helpful just in that fact alone that it raises your dopamine levels a little bit and you're able to you need less to hit that mark and it would it kind of like focuses you a little bit more you know but i just i don't know i always thought adhd like i'm not a big medication 
person. I don't push it. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like pharmacology and all that. I don't, I, I'm not a fan, but in that sense, I think it could be really useful. But anyways, so your brain works a lot differently. So this dopamine menu is intended for people with ADHD, but it can work for everybody is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So Tivers says that you should not try to do all the executive functions at the same time. So executive functions are a set of mental skills that include working memory, flexible thinking, and self-control. People with ADHD typically have not as good executive function, obviously. They are all over the place. They get tasks confused. They jump from task to task. It's very hard to stay focused on one thing. So the point is we don't want to overwhelm the executive function system in in your brain. And that happens when you're looking for stimulation and you can't get it immediately, right? So your your backup is I'm just going to scroll. I'm just going to do this this mindless thing that makes me feel like I'm getting dopamine but I'm actually not. So what the dopamine is doing is kind of breaking down those executive functions so you're doing less thinking and you can focus more on the things that you want to do and not on all the steps it's going to take you to get there, right? Because when I think about, like, things that I want to do, I'm like, oh, I want to paint. But then I have to take out my easel, and then I have to take out my paints, and I have to take out the water, and then I got to take out the paintbrushes, and I got to find a place to paint. And it's, it's and then it demotivates you from wanting to do that fun activity, right? Exactly. So the goal with the dopamine menu is to prepare for these moments. So Jessica... McCabe. So Tivers is the one who came up with a kind of idea of a dopa menu. And then Jessica McCabe came in and she has uh, restaurant experience as a server and she also has ADHD. So she created the, she used her experience as a server to create a dopa menu and they kind of combine their ideas to create this, this dopa menu. And the acronym dopa stands for, in, in terms of dopa menu, stands for design. Omit, prep your ingredients, and advertise. So design, you're going to start thinking about the things that you like to do. Things that excite you, if you're bored, things that are your go-to, things that you want to spend more time doing, things that you used to like doing that you don't have time to do anymore. Like think about all those things and and then you want to write them down. So I'm going to use the the sheet that didn't print right and I'm just going to write out things that like I like doing and don't split it up yet because we're going to make different parts of the menu but right now we're just designing we're thinking about things that we enjoy doing so for me it's like taking my dog for a walk okay let me write some things down real quick so taking sage for a walk listening to a podcast and don't limit yourself on this list. When you're designing, you're putting all things on there. If you like scrolling on social media, even if it's not good for you, put it on there. If you like doing things that are not necessarily healthy for you, but you enjoy doing them, still put them down. So I like scrolling, cooking, taking Sage for a walk, listening to a podcast, reading a book, yoga, painting, cooking, cooking journaling coloring drawing sketching so just get a few things down i have one two three four 
I put smoke in a joint on there because, you know, that might not be on everybody's list. But I live in a, uh, a state where medical marijuana and recreational marijuana is legal. So if it is not legal in your state, then, you know, I don't recommend you put it. But if it is, as it is in my state, you are more than welcome. I've cleared it with my doctor and therapist. I feel the need to say this every time. My doctor, my therapist, everyone knows about how I use medical marijuana and they're all on board. So no one come for me. So that is on my list because that is a fun activity for me. <laughs> That's a fun activity. And then you're going to omit. So the next step is omit. So now you're going to take things out. Like for some people, they're going to have things on their list like... I want to go to space, right? That's that's a goal in my life is I want to go to space. This is the time where you omit things from your list that are not exactly realistic right now. So am I going to be able to go to space next year? Probably not. So some things you have to learn to omit on your own. So if there's anything on your list that's not realistic, now's the time to take it off, rethink it, or find a more realistic way that you can meet that goal. Okay, we're going to omit that one. <laughs> and then the last two are prep your ingredients and advertise but we're going to wait on those for a second so we're going to we're going to jump into the actual menu portion so there's five different menu options on your dopa menu your first is going to be your entrees these are things that excite you that make you feel alive that spent tend to take a little bit more time. So I want to say maybe maybe like an hour ish. Activities that take you an hour, right? Just like a just like a real menu at a restaurant. When you order an entree, it's bigger than the appetizer, right? It takes a little bit more to finish the food. It's a bigger portion of your meal. So it's going to take more time. So you want to fill in things in your entrees like yoga. I can do yoga in an hour. Take Sage on a walk. I can take Sage on a walk in an hour. Report, record a podcast. I can do that in an hour. Spending quality time with someone. You can do that in an hour. Watch a movie, you know, catch up on a show. Those are the types of things that need to go in your entrees. And so on this thing that you've printed out, it would be mains. Yeah, mains I figured it would be, be mains. Entrees and your starters or your appetizers. So entrees, approximately 60 minutes, maybe a little bit more. Things that take up more of your time require more prep. Um, you know, just like in a restaurant, your entrees are going to require more prep. You got to prep the vegetables, the meats, the sauces, the, so the cheese, you know, all of the ingredients that go into an entree are going to require more prep than, say, an appetizer or a side. So keep that in mind. So Is there for a my. Limit? To like the time limit, because you're saying mains that you said an hour, but it could be more than an hour. It could be more than an hour. Yeah, it's going to things that take you more time to prep to be able to do. Like, what are you thinking? No, I'm just thinking like gaming, because like some games are quick and like, you know, you can play it for like a couple of, you know, 10, 20 minutes. But some games you have to play longer, like I'm talking like four to like eight hours long. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, that would go under your entrees for sure. And then we're going to talk about desserts and how, because those are, it's a little bit of a gray area between entree, things like that, and desserts. So just 
keep that in mind. But yes, that would go under entree. So I did, let's see, yoga, take stage on a walk, the podcast, spend time with loved ones. It could be game night. Um, if you play board games, it could be game night if you play video games. And we'll leave it at that for now. Okay, next would be your desserts. So these are your go-tos that you tend to overdo. So just like desserts in real life, desserts are great in moderation, but too much can make you sick. I could sit there and eat a whole gallon of ice cream if I wanted to. Does it feel good in the moment? Yes, it does. Am I going to feel sick afterwards? Absolutely. Mm. So keep that in mind with desserts. So scrolling social media. Can it be fun? Absolutely. Is it something that you can do in small spurts? Absolutely. If you're sitting there scrolling for six hours, is that healthy? Probably not. So things like scrolling social media would go through here. Texting, uh, ruminating. You know, I have a little bit of depression, so I tend to ruminate. I spend a lot of time sitting there kind of in an empty void, just ruminating on my past and decisions that I've made and that's all fine and dandy but that's going to go in my desserts because I'm only giving myself like 20-30 minutes to do those things scrolling social media I'm going to put texting (laughs) ruminating and a big one for me is mindlessly eating so I'm a binge eater Um, when I have big feelings I eat big meals. <laughs> so I'm a, a mindless eater. So that's going to go on my desserts because too much and I get sick. But you know, if I get, if I get a little mindless eating in here and there, it's it's not going to kill me. So that's a big one for me. Um, I was trying to think of other examples of desserts for me personally. I don't know. You know me pretty well. Is there anything that I do too much of that I could do less of? Um, for desserts, I would just say, like, yeah, like, social media, but you already wrote that down. I don't know. Overthinking, I guess, but you already kind of have that, like, in your, when you're in your void. Yeah. Because I just have social media, overthinking, and driving. (laughs) Driving. Okay. That's a good one. All right. I have a bad, I have a good one. Shopping. Oh, that is a good one. That's a really good one. All right. And then we're going to move on to appetizers. So appetizers are quick dopamine bursts that do not suck you in. So the difference between appetizers and desserts is primarily the time. Desserts, I would say, are about 20 to 30 minutes appetizers are going to be five to 10 minute things, quick things. Like if you are, you know, if you work from home and you have a 10 minute break and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to scroll, but I want to do something productive that I enjoy, throw that five, 10 minute stuff in there. So some examples were like, you know, if you like exercising, you do jumping jacks. If you, uh, you know, need a cup of coffee, that's, that's an appetizer. That's something fun that you can do. It takes five to 10 minutes. You can do a short meditation. You can scroll for five minutes on social media, but these are just quick dopamine hits that like bring you joy, but take very little time. So these are like your go-to quick, quick things that require no prep. So mine's definitely getting a cup of coffee. That's like 
coffee is everything to me. Coffee can turn my whole day around. Uh, I do like short meditations. Y'all, if you don't meditate and you are neurodivergent, you're missing out on life because meditation is so, 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 so healing for your nervous system. It's so healing for your mind. It's so healing for you emotionally. Like, if you are not taking the time to meditate, I highly suggest that you add it to your dopamine menu if you're getting into trying new things because meditation has changed my life. You can literally YouTube five, 10 minute meditations and there is a plethora available on the internet. So you have literally no excuse. It takes two seconds. I highly recommend meditation if you are neurodivergent. I don't even think one has ever tried meditating. And I think that he thinks that he can't do it because he has ADHD, but you would be surprised. Whoa, 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 whoa. I do a different form of meditating. Yeah, lucid yes. dreaming, is that your... No, meditating for me is every morning when I'm in the shower. I close my eyes and I sit at the bottom of the shower. I don't stand, I sit at the bottom and I let the hot water hit me in the head. Mm-hmm. And I just sit there and think about my whole day and I just talk to myself. I tell myself I'm awesome, I'm amazing, I got today, nothing's going to stop me. Sometimes I fall asleep, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it's still a form of meditation in my it eyes. It is, it is. Why have you never told me that? I don't know. It never came up in conversation, I guess. <laughs> that's crazy, that's, right? Like, I've never known that about you. That's why sometimes you, my we've showers... We've never talked about it. Yeah, that's why sometimes my showers take, like, a little extra longer, like, like five, ten minutes. Sometimes I don't even get under the water. Just the sound of the, the shower running while I'm just standing there. Sometimes, it's like, my shower is on. I'm standing there. It's dark. Like, it's completely pitch black in the bathroom. I don't turn on the lights, so I need to take a shower sometimes, so... That's my way of doing it in the mornings. Plus, I'm up at six o'clock in the morning. So it's something that like, I guess it's like an alone time for me or a me time, I guess. But yeah, I don't know why we never talked about it. (laughs) That's so crazy to me. Like all this time I talk about all this mental health stuff and meditation, how I need to meditate, blah, blah, blah. You've never once been like, oh, yeah, I meditate every morning in the shower. I mean, because I don't really, I don't call it meditating. I just... Well, actually, it's on my starters. I have it as a motivational talk slash videos or music in the dark. Like, it literally says in the dark on here. So, Yeah, that's meditation. Well, meditation should be done for the most part, like, with quiet, because that's the point, right? I read something online today that says meditation is preparing yourself. It's like preparing yourself for death. Because you need to sit in the quiet and you need to sit in the peace and you need to just see what thoughts pop up and what things happen. So I think a very big part of like meditation for healing is you need that silence. That's the whole point is the silence is what is that like subjective to different out. people because I don't like the silence. No, I, that's I, I why cannot. you need to meditate in the silence. That's that's exactly why if you don't like it. That's why you need to do it, because if you don't like meditating in silence, you're avoiding something, right? No, I just don't like meditating in the silence. Like, I don't. I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I guess I am avoiding things. When I'm in the silence. I hear all the other thoughts that I don't want to hear, but when it's loud enough, it drowns out everything, I guess. And And it only only my voice and only my voice comes through. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> you can't see me right now, but I'm just nodding. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at you. <laughs> no, the whole the whole point of meditation, right, is I don't I I want to drive the point home, but I don't want to underwhelm it. The point of meditation is you need to sit there in silence with your thoughts. And the point is not to acknowledge, not to react, not to judge yourself for the thoughts that come up. So what happens when you're meditating with with no, no sound in complete silence is you're seeing what thoughts pop up, positive, negative, random, whatever. And the way that I like to explain it is it's like you're watching the thoughts come and go like leaves on a stream, right? Like there's a stream of water, maybe it's the fall and there's leaves floating down. And when I close my eyes and I meditate, I picture I have thoughts that come up in my head. They're not they're not pretty. Do not mistake me. These thoughts are not pretty. Meditation is where you, where I believe you face the darkest shadow parts of yourself. I believe that when you are meditating, all of your true emotions and feelings come up to the surface. And if you successfully meditate, you can learn to let those thoughts pass without affecting you. So that's the whole point of meditation. You come up, maybe sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm like, why did I wake up today? You know, maybe I should have just died in my sleep. You know, maybe I have a horrible thought like that, like a, an untrue, very negative, dark thought. The point of meditation is to let that thought come, pop up in your brain. You don't react. You don't judge yourself. You don't talk shit to yourself. You just listen to what's coming. And through meditation, you learn to release it. You learn that a thought is simply something that pops up in your head. It happens and then it leaves. Well, that's... And so, well. I get that part, and I get the first thing you said, but like I said, when I'm doing what I do in the morning, we're just going to call it meditating. I know, it's this crazy new term I just learned. Wow. <laughs> so when I'm meditating in the morning, when it's loud and dark, I get all that accomplished with the noise because I feel like that's the only time or way I can get it accomplished. Like, I have all those same thoughts that I'm sure everybody else gets. But like I said, it's in when I'm in the dark and when it's loud and there's four different things going on, that's when I can actually focus more on what I want it to like, like what you're saying. But I can't do that in the silence. When I'm in the silence, I can't focus. That's but I think, point. I mean, I feel like that's a whole different issue. Like I can't that's focus on things in the, in the silence, not because it's like my voices or anything like that. I just can't focus in the silence i can't focus when there's only one thing going on i have to have multiple things happening at the same time for me to i don't know master focus i guess and i think that's the common belief with meditation but and i think you also have to give yourself grace because anyone on the face of this earth who does meditation and knows it very well will tell you that the first five ten 15 20 year of doing meditation that might happen you're not going to be able to focus it's going to be hard your eyelids are going to flutter every thought in the universe is going to come across your brain at that moment and it takes time just like just like anything else and i'm going to use a stupid example if you go to the gym 
and you just start going to the gym, are you going to have buff-ass muscles after an hour of working out? No, but you're going to feel that. <laughs> you're going to yeah, feel all you that. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. the pain. You're yeah. going to feel the un- discomfort, right? You're going to feel the the muscles that hurt and they ache and it sucks. And you're like, why did I do this? I'm in so much pain. I hate it. But over time, are you going to see results? Are you going to get stronger? Are you going to get more focused? Are you going to know what body parts you want to activate? Are you going to know... Are, do those things change over time right same thing with meditation when you start it's not perfect it's very ugly when you start meditating it's fluttery eyes it's ugly thoughts it's discomfort it's fidgeting it's squirming it's being uncomfortable in your skin for me it was even sitting upright sitting because i meditate cross-legged and i put my hands on my knees palms up and i i just focus on the energy When I started, my back would hurt after five minutes. I'd be sitting there with my back straight and it would start to hurt. Like it's physical discomfort. But over time, that's the point of meditation is you start to, your body calms down. You start to teach your nervous system that there is a way to exist in pure stillness without without all the extras. And I think that's (laughs) the beautiful thing about meditation. See, that's, I don't know, like I said, that's, that's weird for me. Like I've, it's not like it's something I've been doing for like a month or two months or three months. It's something I've been doing since I was like 17 years old. Like I've been doing this for almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And yes, when I first started, being in the dark was scary. But like I said, over time, now that I do it, I know that this is the only way I can do it. So like I said, maybe I need to talk to somebody about it professionally, but. This is the way that I can do it. This is the only way I can get those, like you said, those bad thoughts to go away. I can't do it when it's quiet. I can't do it when I'm in a quiet room or whatever. I can't. I have to have a lot of things going on. I have to have a distraction outside of my head. You know what I mean? Like I have to have all these extra extras, I guess. Like the shower has to be running. It has to be dark. I have to be listening to music. You know what I mean? Like I have to have all these conditions met before I can talk to myself if you want i guess but i have to have all these things if i take something out of the equation it doesn't work like if my phone dies while i'm doing that or something then it just cuts everything off and i have to just not do it that day but like i said that's that's just the way that i've done it for the last 20 years so maybe it just works different for other people like i said it helps it works like i said you i get all those bad thoughts like everybody else does and after I'm done, I feel great. I feel amazing. And I'm good. I know this isn't like a therapy session for you, but <laughs> how long have you actually stuck with and tried meditating with no sound or following a guided meditation with no sound? Well, genuinely, I, I, like genuinely, I tried it for like months and months and months and I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere. So that's when I started like it actually started because i actually turned off a light on accident like the light just turned off because it was i was in there for so long that the steam built up and it popped the light bulb because i was in there so long that it once the light turned off it startled me but then i realized like oh i can think a little bit better now and then i just started keeping the light off and keeping the light off and then i started like incorporating music different types of music like i can't listen to you know it's just it it just all the way that it worked for me Maybe we can do an episode on meditation (laughs) and I can 
find some good sources because there is scientific backing. There's, you know, culturally a lot of history about meditation and a lot of it has a lot of benefits in silence. But, you know, if we want to do some research and see how other people feel about that method, I would love to do that because I do think it's interesting. Um, obviously when I went to school, like, yes, you can meditate the way you're doing it and that's how you do it and it works for you. But I do still think that there's a benefit to meditating in complete silence because what music does is it influences us, right? Music takes us back to a place where we felt emotionally connected to that music. So it does, it, it premeditates what you're meditating about. If you're listening to things that influence your thoughts a certain way, maybe you hear a song and you're like, oh, yeah, but one time I heard the song, I was shopping at the mall at, um, you know, at this mall and it was Christmas time. And I remember I heard this song and then your mind just gets distracted. Right. For right. most people, I feel like. Um, and I think that's something that might happen unconsciously that you're not aware of. And that's where I think the silence really. It does something to your body and your mind when you're forced to confront things in silence. And I think it's very difficult. It's a very difficult thing to master, but I think it's very like helpful, but I would love to do more research on that. Cause that is interesting. Yeah. We could do that as a whole nother idea, another whole would, podcast. Yeah. Cause I could go on about meditation for like days meditation. I have a whole spiritual journey with meditation, so I would love to do it. But you know what? If that works for you, like I am not your doctor, therapist, whatever, you know, keep doing <laughs> you, boo, boo. You do whatever feels good to you. And if that is meditation for you, then then put that on your entrees for sure. <laughs> it is on my wait, entree. That's on my appetizer, no? Okay. So that's five, ten minutes that you do that? Yeah. Okay stick with it you know at, at the end of the day like any type of meditation is good meditation if you're attempting it but i do want to do a podcast episode about how silent meditations are like really beneficial for your body <laughs> okay okay moving on so we have our entrees we have our desserts we have our appetizers so that leaves two more we've got our sides mm -hmm. and these are things that you can add to other activities to make them more engaging so adding a music playlist to something that you're doing, you know, make a specific playlist for when you're, you know, feeling some type of way you can, you're getting bored, you need that extra hit, make a specific playlist and then play that playlist alongside other things that you're doing. So just like in a restaurant, when you order sides, they typically accompany your entrees. Um, they're just little additions that you can add into your routine that already exists. You can add in a fidget toy. If you need it, something to keep your hands busy, if you need slime, if you need, you know, something that's, <laughs> you know, anything to like give you that dopamine hit without taking you away from your original task. So for me, it's it's adding a music playlist. I don't really like fidget toys too much, although I did play with that slime a lot when I had it. So these are just activities that you can add to other activities to make them more enjoyable. So maybe if I want to go walk sage and I have nothing to do that day and I want to smoke a little bit before my walk, you know, to feel a little high while I'm walking and make the experience more enjoyable, then that's a side for me. Um, what else? I just put 
YouTube videos while playing certain games. Because some games I have to have a YouTube video playing, a movie, a show. For me, it's like listening to a podcast. Or I like spooky stuff. So I like watching like horror stuff and haunting stuff. Even drawing. Things you can add. It's like doodling, maybe. Doodling. Yeah, like- I can doodle while I'm doing things. Hmm. Yeah, this is harder than I thought. I actually, I thought it was going to be easier, but this is actually harder than I thought. But obviously, I'm going to add to this, like, as the weeks go on. It's hard to think of everything in one sitting, but just getting some things down and just solidifying it and then adding it as you go along, you know, super helpful. And then the last section that we're going to work on is specials. So just like restaurants have specials, things that are in season, things that are um, disappear when it's out of season, you know, maybe they got a good deal on these vegetables and herbs. And so they're kind of rare. They're special things that you don't get to do all the time, Uh, like a concert, a vacation, buying a new outfit. So these things have to be realistic. These have to these are things that you can go to that take a lot of time. They're very special. They require tons of prep but are kind of things that you can look forward to or work towards. So for me, it's definitely a vacation. (laughs) I love traveling. I love um, hiking. I don't know if you guys know, I love hiking. Something about being in nature and silence, hiking, moving my body, changing altitude, um, seeing like nature. It's so relaxing to me so hiking is like my super special if i can ever get out and do hiking or biking i have a longboard that i never use a paddle board um those are specials obviously because i can only do them at certain times of the year if the weather's good stuff like that so i definitely put vacation hiking paddle boarding things i can do in winter i don't know i i used to love to ski maybe i can go skiing um what did i used to love to do amusement parks dude i love amusement parks oh yeah amusement parks roller coasters even just going to the beach honestly just driving just going to the beach i have that luxury because <laughs> i live in california you know a what's a you crazy one fucking reading for reading me, for that's me that's special for you Yes, it is so hard for me to find a spot and time in my crazy ADHD life to actually be able to sit down longer than five minutes and read and be interested in a, in a certain book to actually sit there and read it. So what conditions have to be met for you to be able to want to read? Do you have to be somewhere specific? Uh, I guess mentally, yeah. <laughs> Not anywhere, like, physically. But yeah, it's just like it's not very often when my mind is calm or not overthinking or not doing its thing. So if you prepare yourself mentally, do you think you would be able to set time aside to be like, hey, I have nothing to do on this day. There's this book I've been wanting to read. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read it. Yeah, I think so. That would work for you. Yeah. Like I said, I have to prep so much for it. I have to like block out everything. I have to make sure no one's going to be there to bug me or you know, anything. Because as soon as there's like an interruption, it's done. I'm over it. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good special then. Something got, you can't do very often, but if you take the time to like 
set up for it, you can get it done. And it's something yeah. that you enjoy. Yeah, once I can set my mind to, to like reading something and I hyper focus on it, I can. But like I said, once that is broken, it's hard to get back to it. Perfect. So then at this point, you should have something in your appetizers, your entrees, your sides, your desserts and your specials. They all vary by time. So you've got things that take more time. You've got things that take very little time. So you have something to choose no matter how much time you have. Like the biggest thing that I learned in therapy was if you make time for something, you can get it done. People always say, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. But then they have two hours out of their day collectively where they just didn't do anything that they could have had time to pop in like four of these activities. Right. So that's the point. And also remember, it is not a to-do list. It is a dopa menu. This is not a to-do list. Do not put it in your head. This is a to-do list because it's not. It's fun. These are things that you enjoy. This should be a list of things that you look at and you're like, oh my God, I love doing that. Why didn't I do that this week? Oh my God, I love doing this. Why didn't I make time for that this week? So keep that in mind. It is not a to-do list. It is literally fun things that you enjoy for you to go back to. So don't pressure yourself into thinking that you have to do all these because you don't. They're literally things to choose from to spice up your life, to get you back to doing the things that you love doing, which a lot of us don't do anymore. Make sure, okay, yeah, now we're getting to the last two ac uh, acronyms in the DOPA, which is prep your ingredients and advertise. So prep your ingredients. Do you think when you go to, I don't know, fucking Applebee's, do you think that that when you order food, they go and kill the cow and butcher it and fillet uh -huh. it and then put it on? No, right? Everything is prepped in a kitchen. If you yeah. have a busy night and you got entrees going out and you got shit to do and you got appetizers and sides you need to do, best believe those chefs are back there prepping it. So why wouldn't you prep your ingredients, right? Do things to make these things easier. I want to make a cup of coffee and that's on my appetizers. I'm going to make sure that, you know, my Keurig is always ready to go. It's always filled with water. There's K-cups next to it. There's a mug nearby and it makes the task easy. I don't have to go, fuck, I got to wash a mug. I got to, you know, I got to clean out the coffee maker. I forgot to add water. And then all of a sudden that five minute task doesn't sound like a five minute task anymore, right? Yep. So, then it just becomes something that's not worth the reward. And that's where the ADHD part comes in, because with ADHD, if you need to prep and your brain is like, I have to do A, B and C before I can do the fun thing, you instantly talk yourself out of doing it. Yeah. So if you prep your. Exactly. So prepping your ingredients is so important because you're making sure that you can set it up so that when you're needing that dopamine fix and you need it fast and you need it to be done, you need it to be prepped and ready to go. So the big part of this is prepping everything. If you want to do a short meditation, have a list on your phone. Have links to YouTube videos that you've already found so that when you're like, fuck, I need to do a five-minute meditation, you go straight to the list and it's no thinking required. Uh, longer things obviously take more time. The entrees and stuff. Yoga. If I need to do yoga, I think the example that Jessica McCabe gave was... Before she goes to bed every night, she puts a YouTube video on her TV or a workout video so that when she wakes up in the morning and she turns the TV on, the workout video is the first thing she sees. She doesn't have to look for one. She doesn't have to search for it. It takes no effort. Turns on the TV, video's there. It's prepped. 
Now it makes that task 15 times easier to do because you don't have to sit there and look for a YouTube video and you're not telling your brain, fuck, I got to find a video and I don't want to do that one today and I don't want to do that one today. Now you just jump into it. Same thing with taking, you know, if I take Sage on a walk, I'm going to prep his leash by the door, have everything ready by the door, his leash, his harness, whatever I need. That way, when I am ready to go do that task, it's quick and it's easy. So prepping is important. If you're prepping your sides, have your fidget toys wherever you plan to be working that day. You know, pre for me, like pre-rolling joints throughout the day. Maybe sometimes I don't want to sit there and roll a joint for 10, 15 minutes and waste my day and be smoking for two hours because I didn't prep. Maybe I roll a couple of joints at the beginning of the week and those are my emergency go-to joints when I need a quick hit of dopamine and I don't want to do all the prep work for it. Doodling. Uh, I keep, you know, I can keep crayons out. Do do uh, pre-coloring, like print out coloring pages beforehand. Have the crayons and the coloring pages somewhere easily accessible. So when I want to do that, I just pull it out. You know what I mean? Like prep your ingredients. Make your life easier. So when you go to do these tasks, you're not limiting yourself by thinking about how much you have to do to get it ready. You can also create barriers for things that you don't want to do as often. So I love this example. Jessica said that before she eats a snack, she rolls a D20. And has to do the corresponding exercise to the number that she gets before she can eat the snack in the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> so she rolls a, a D20 and she gets a four and it's jumping jacks. Then she does 10 jumping jacks before she grabs a snack out of the fridge. And that's how she's going to limit her mindless eating. So, you know, like you can create little barriers towards the things, the desserts, the things that you don't want to overindulge in. Create little barriers for yourself. Um, like I want to wake up earlier now. So my barrier is going to be I'm going to set an alarm on my iPad that I keep across the room. And now that alarm's going to go off and I have to get out of bed to turn the alarm off. And that's how I'm going to create a barrier to me sleeping in as much. What? So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that would stop you from doing things like if you want to go eat and I'm like, bro, I don't want to roll that fucking dice because I don't feel like doing 10 pu- jumping jacks right now. I, I don't even feel like getting out of bed for all that. Mm-hmm. Putting a password on that DoorDash app. So I'm like, oh, my God, I have to do all this. Removing my credit card off DoorDash. So I have to repunch it in every time I want to buy something. Very good barrier. Like, you're like, oh, my God, I got to go get my wallet. I got to put in my credit card information. Then I got to order it. Then I got to remove the credit card afterwards. That's like a whole process. Yep. So if there's something that you don't want to do as much so you can make time for the other things that do fill your cup, that's a very good example of how you can create a barrier. I think I need to do that with snacking, honestly. Like, I think I snack too much. I think having a barrier to my snacking would be very useful for me. So. I love I love that example. And then last but not least, because I know we were going over on time quite a bit, actually, is what do we do if nothing feels enjoyable? If you can't think of anything to put on this list, if uh, nothing brings you joy anymore, if you still can't bring yourself to do these activities, call your doctor. There's probably a sign of something much deeper. People who lack enjoyment and do not do Activities that bring them joy probably have something deeper going on, probably facing some depression, some anxiety, 
you know, maybe you have an undiagnosed illness, but if you're hearing this and you're like, nothing, nothing sounds fun. I can't think of anything. Nothing sounds enjoyable to me. Then, you know, maybe it's time to call your doctor and have a serious conversation with them about, about maybe some deeper issues. Because for the most part, people have things that they enjoy doing. So this activity should not be painful for anybody. You're literally writing down things that you love to do. Like if you're having a problem completing this exercise, there's probably something deeper going on and it's probably time to call your doctor. Um, and there's no shame in that. You know, everyone knows I'm in therapy. It's perfectly fine. My life is not perfect. Sometimes these things don't bring me enjoyment. But I have a therapist that I talk to about it and we work through it. And I actually told my therapist about this activity. She didn't know about it. I introduced it to her and she thought it was a great idea. So, you know, if you can't find joy in these things, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. Maybe you just need some extra help and that's okay too. Uh, maybe you can try it, you know, maybe you, you find some things that you enjoy doing again. Who knows? But yeah, <laughs> talk to your doctor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if it's the dumbest thing to somebody else, as long as you enjoy it, you're enjoying it. Exactly. So if you're having trouble, reach out to somebody. If not, I think this could be very useful. And then uh, maybe next week, you know, we talk about ADHD. Maybe the week after we'll do some meditation talk. And if we're doing ADHD next week, then that means Glenn has to do his homework. What? I don't need homework. You're going to lead the whole session, right? Sure. <laughs> I'll just talk from experience. Nah, I told him I would do the research. I'm going to bring the science and he'll bring the experience because I do not have ADHD. Sometimes I feel like I do, but he he definitely does. So I'm just going to bring the science. He'll bring the experience and then we'll see what happens when we uh, dissect Glenn's brain. Well, that sounds like fun, actually. <laughs> and that was it. Now you have a dopa menu. Hopefully you did it with us. If not, hopefully you re-listen to the podcast and you create one for yourself. I think it could be very useful. I definitely needed it. I'm sick of scrolling. I'm sick of being a little void for social media. I'm sick of seeing other people be voids for social media. If you're trying to change your life, this is a great way to start. Remember, don't put too much pressure on yourself. It's supposed to be fun. It's an activity. Oh, I didn't talk about advertise. Once you have your menu put it up places make copies make it pretty make it look like a real menu put color in it doodle on it draw it make it look pretty laminate it print it up on the computer i don't give a shit make it pretty print out multiple copies put one in your car put one in your room put one in the bathroom put one in the kitchen put it places where you're going to see it so that when you're in those low moods and you're feeling awful it's everywhere you're being reminded of it constantly update it if you find Take new things that you like, add them. Take oh, she puts Take a it as a, of it, yeah. a screensaver. Yeah. Put it as a screensaver on your lock screen on your phone. Get creative. Put it places where you can see it. Nothing's gonna change if you don't see it. So put in the effort. Do the work. Hopefully you see some change. I will update you guys next week because I just created mine. So I will do it throughout the week. I'll let you know how it goes. See if I notice any changes in my life. Maybe I don't, maybe I do, and I'll fill you guys in. Yeah, and I will see what happens with mine. 
Yeah, that's this should be interesting because it's directed for people with ADHD. So I'm curious how Glenn is going to actually be able to to follow it or if he goes, you know, I'm curious. This is like we're doing a test here. We're like testing the theory that this is going to be helpful. So I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these have eating on them, so we're going to see what happens. <laughs> you know maybe we'll see we'll see you can always tweak it it's not set in stone like we said it's not a to-do list we can always tweak it if it's not working it's not working we try something else you know we'll see <laughs> we'll keep you filled in but we went over on time so i hope you have a good week uh go buy all your christmas presents you know and don't forget to stay high right stay safe holiday time is usually high depression time high anxiety you got toxic family members you know set your boundaries we've talked about all this before stay healthy keep your mental health in check go go to the activities on your dopa menu keep your spirits up we're here for you if you ever need to join the discord there's a mental health channel uh people are always sharing when they're struggling and people always come forward and are very helpful so join the discord if you want join the twitch join the instagram you're more than welcome and we'll see you next week Bye. Bye.